Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, and a good morning at you. It's December 22nd. Uh, geez, we're nearing the end of 2020. Yee-haw! I didn't mean to scream in your ear. I really did move my phone for a second there. Anyway, it's a Tuesday, and that means Susan should be on the line. Hello. Hi, by the skin of my teeth, I went, oh, it's Tuesday. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, you know what it is? There's a new word, right? It's called Blur's Day. Right, right. I mean, and right. Every day is Blur's Day. It's like what... I didn't know. I mean, yeah, I, you don't know what day it is. Uh, a dear friend came over later last night in the rain to walk my dog and um, on short notice. And 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 he, when he came back, he said, um, it looks like your garbage is getting picked up tomorrow. Um, I said, no, it's not. And because I don't know why I thought it I literally thought it was. Friday or Saturday, not Monday. I mean, I have no idea. It's really mind-blowing. No, I had to construct my day backwards, and I went, oh, well, if it's this, then it's that, then oh, oh, dear, what yeah. time is it? <laughs> really amazing, just amazing. Um, I want to I wanna begin by thanking Amy, uh, my wonderful producer, who uh, we've been struggling with some issues with Skype actually lost last Thursday. Our show went down totally. We had more trouble yesterday. And she has apparently all by herself found a workaround of some sort, which she's trying today. And so far, so good, right? Yeah, well, so I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Everything seems good. I won't get it, but Amy, Thumbs up, babe. Way to go. Thank you. And then watch. We'll lose our connection. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, okay. You know who I, 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 you know, Yiddish is such a wonderful language. But um, I came upon this phrase for a hypocrite. And God knows, you know, hypocrisy. Uh, examples. Yes. Examples <laughs> of hypocrisy. Yes, abound. And one of the things that has really pissed me off over the last few days is seeing these friggin' Republicans, COVID-denying Republicans. With their sleeves rolled up? Yeah. <laughs> First Getting line, shots before. Pushing people out of the way. Yeah, let me. Let me First. have it. Um, and I, I, my, my contempt, I mean, I don't know that my contempt for them could have grown anymore, but man, and I came upon this great Yiddish phrase for a hypocrite and it's a hypocrite is der tzaddik in pelts. Okay. Now that's, that's four words. Okay. Der the tzaddik which means righteous man. This tzaddik is uh, der tzaddik in pelts. Pelts. The righteous man in fur. 
And the reason it means hypocrite is that a righteous man doesn't would kill not, animals to Well, no, that's not even that, because that's to now. Nah, it's, it's the wealth. Would, no, it would warm himself. Would think of using, yes, would warm himself rather than use hit whatever money he spent on der pelts would would use that money to warm others as well something that was more communal not just about him right so i thought it was really a way it's a strange sort of like way of looking at it that that would mean hypocrite der Zodic in pelts yeah the the righteous man in his fur coat. Well, actually, you know that's a that's a conservative uh, argument. Uh, it's a co- argument of the right that is aimed at liberals. Whenever you know uh, a a uh, libtard says, you know, we should be paying more attention to uh, what uh, to people starving and people in uh, with yeah. roofs over their heads, and they say, well, what have you done? Where yeah. do you live? Right. Right, right. And, well, and, and I so think it, a lot of liberals need to think about that. Well, a lot frankly. of liberals do, but you can also be generous and and have a roof over your head. I mean, you don't, you know, and it's that's it's 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 deflection. I I was sort of having a similar conversation with someone who was discussing, you know, rugged individualism, and that that's why the country is fallen. You know, they they uh-huh. believe in these things, and and it's being twisted. And I said, well. A rugged individualist is not a narcissist. Those things are not the same thing. And in this country, rugged individualism has just morphed into narcissism. Yeah, rugged it, individualism is is hardly the same as narcissism uh, as some you know gimme 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 narcissist. In fact, quite the opposite. Yeah, quite the opposite. Yeah. Hey, I, I just want to say, because I made a big deal yesterday about everybody looking at the Saturn, Saturn and Jupiter uh, Was it cloudy uh, where you conjunction. were? <laughs> Man, I raced out. I raced out and looked, and and then I felt the brain drop. And it just well, started... I've been screaming at people for weeks now. Don't go out on the 21st. It might be cloudy. Any clear night. And that goes for the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th because they yeah. don't hop right apart. Any clear night right after sunset. Yeah, south, well, we're not going to have – yeah, we're not going to have one. But, yeah, it was – yeah, I didn't see it. So I don't think anyone around here did. Well, Mom um, and I actually by uh, – quite by accident, or if you are younger than 50 on accident, we'll have to discuss that too. Um, but uh, being of the age I am, quite by accident, I was running a uh, – making a run – to the uh, pharmacy drive-through, and I came back and I saw it just blazing right at those two planets, just blazing right at me. Huh. Uh, and uh, got home, ran, put, parked the car, went out in the driveway, and there they were. So I ran in and I got mother, and I pulled her outside, and the two of us just sat there marveling. Um, and that's when I started yelling at people, look now, it's pure, you know, it's clearly visible to the naked eye, and it's just far enough apart that you know you're looking at the right thing. You know, you can see them right next to each other. It's really cool. 
So I'm well. telling you again, any right after sunset, any clear night, just go looking. Well, yeah, I don't think we're getting any clear nights. Yeah, in the next three weeks? In the next three weeks? Oh, yeah. Maybe. They don't just zoom far apart. No, of course not. Of course not. But, um, yeah, I mean, to think that that's the last time that happened uh, as it is now is like, you know, Genghis Khan was uh, stalking right, Asia. Right. That's pretty right. cool. It is cool. It's very yeah. cool. I don't usually get too into the... Uh, no, there was something very exciting stuff. about this. I don't know. I'm, I was I was smiling about it for like two or three days after. Um, I just it was just neat to be able to look up at the sky and say, see so clearly these two huge planets and a third. I think Mars right up above it. Huh? Unless I because I, I, I doubt that I'm seeing a moon with a naked eye, but it's so clearly brightly visible. They are just shining right up there. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you. <laughs> but I'd <laughs> like to point out that, it's, that the, the star of Bethlehem, I mean, the whole mythology gets so confusing because history, I think, sort of tells us that Jesus was born in the spring or the summer, really, and that the, and that the, 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 the worship thereof was was moved to the winter to use a pagan holiday and bring light to to winter. I mean, you know, all of these things get mixed up in in one. So the fact that the mythology manages to include the star that they claim was looking down right on that day uh, when that's not actually when that happened anyway is just amazing to me. Do you know what I well, think? <laughs> yesterday I was going to, I was trying to say something like, geez, you know, this is right at the Christmas time and maybe this is the stuff. I started and then I stopped because I thought, you know, come on. Uh, but yeah, it is something that's being bandied about, but you're, oh, no, you're everybody's right. Calling I'm, sure that, I'm sure that, I'm sure that astron, I'm sure that astronomers can go back and looking at the orbits and trajectories can figure out can figure out whether or not um 2020 years ago um on you know january and on, on, on december 25th there was this conjunction yeah or any time is, around it no but the question is that i mean in in my historical reading well, no, I know he wasn't born in the winter. But, right. But I'm saying they could go and look and say no, there was no such conjunction on the 25th. Right. Right. There was. It'd be interesting if they did find a conjunction on, on in the spring. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. It doesn't you matter know, because it you know. It doesn't matter. We make up these stories that give us pleasure, and and the problem is is that there are so many people that prefer mythology that they've gone whole hog for it. Yeah. You know, these are the dangers with asking people to believe in things that can't be proven. Because it's true. At, at what point do you say, well, no, that, that you can't do that. You can't do that one. You can't do, but this one, I'm telling you, this one, you should believe. Right. Or yeah. we, or we choose to lie to our children about things, you know, in ha 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 around this time of the year, and then yeah. when when they hit a certain age, we just go, oh, you silly person, that's not true. Haven't you figured it out yet? And so it's a beautiful lesson in humiliation, 
and who not to trust. I, d- I don't understand. Yeah, a I lot never of understood. Stuff. Yeah, the par- parents, you know, willfully misleading their children, knowing that at some date they're going to have to own Tell up them the truth. truth. Well, my favorite, one of my favorite stories about my kid is when I put the, I, I'm sorry, guys, I tell this all the time. Um, when I put a, uh, a tooth he had lost under his pillow and I said, who knows, the tooth, you know, tooth fairy might come tonight. And he looked at me and said, I sure hope the tooth fairy doesn't turn out to be another cruel hoax. <laughs> so he was on to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend like uh, Santa Claus wasn't uh, in, in my children's lives. He was, but I was always sort of in the background going, hmm. <laughs> and nobody was scarred by it, you know, absolutely not. No, I suppose most are not. Speaking of faith, there's I've been hanging hanging on to this uh, this story that just blew my mind. I'm gonna... Um, it turns out that every there's a a guy in the fourth century. Um. Uh, his name was uh, Saint uh, Gennaro or Gennaro, and he was the patron saint of Naples. And as Catholics are prone to do, they, uh, I'm sure they got his, some of his bones somewhere, a fingernail or two somewhere else, but they, they also have a vial, supposedly, of his blood. And um, it's dried up. So a vial containing the dried blood of St. Gennaro is apparently trotted out on his feast day. Um, And I think a few other days in the year, too. And then everybody gathers around and prays and prays and prays. And the blood liquefies. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it does not. And when it doesn't, which it didn't the last time they did it in September, everybody gets very nervous. Um, what they should I stop s- doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you don't want to know the answer, answer, don't ask the question. See, it's an old Jewish proverb. Yes, okay. Here's the thing. When they have reason to be nervous, because when the blood, when Gennaro's blood did not liquefy on September 19th of 1980, a massive earthquake hit. Now, granted, two months later, killing 3,000 people, but of course, somebody had the idea. And remember, two months ago, St. Gennaro's blood didn't liquefy. So the now cardinal they're all sitting around waiting for the other yeah shoe something to drop. terrible to happen and the cardinals told the faithful not to be dismayed. Um, he says, in fact, if anything needs to melt, it is the hearts of people, which is well said. 
Yeah. But what I want to know is, how do you have this dried vial of blood that does liquefy? Uh, it probably has something to do with humidity. Heat or humidity? Heat and the humidity, and and the and the fact that there is some um, some um, uh, uh, moisture that has seeped into that bottle that will re mix somehow. <laughs> you know, who knows? But it's probably they keep it in, you know, cold and then when it warms up to room temperature it it probably that's the only thing that would make sense. And there's moisture in there. You know, speaking again of faith that that and and food coloring faith and water. And yeah, and of religion. It occurs to me, I mean, because I did take a little swipe at I'm sure they got part of his bones and fingernails and a tooth or an eyelash here and there too. And I say that with some I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend Catholics, a measure of sort of disgust based on my religion, because the Jewish religion uh, would, considers would, they it. They would find that a, a problem with the so commandments. abhorrent, so horrible, and such a desecration of the dead. But it's so also that, a worshiping of idols. Well, that may be too, but it's when a person dies, um, every last little bit of them must be collected. When there were suicide, well, I can bring it closer to, to home. When Tree of Life happened here, uh, special uh, people in the community, Jewish community, have been trained went in and collected every piece. I mean, it's, it makes you want to, it's people have trouble dealing with this, but when people are blown away by a high powered weapon, there are pieces, pieces all over. And they scoured the place to find every piece so that it could be interred properly and respectfully. And I, you know, there's just, it, it, it's, it's why Jews don't have open caskets. You're not supposed to even look at a dead person, uh, stare at them because they're incapable of returning your gaze. So it's a totally different sense of of respect for that being. For the autonomy the, of the, that for the human shell, being. Uh, the, for the shell that held them. And, um, and, and, and Catholics with their relics. I don't think Protestants have relics, do they? Mm -hmm. No, I don't think so. No, so it's just Catholics with their relics is just... I don't know. It is always creeps me out. There's a, a little church here in uh, Pittsburgh that when I was a TV reporter, I went to do a story on. I could not believe the stuff they had in there. I mean, it's a reliquary. They have unbelievable. They got fingernails, toenails, uh, eyeballs. I don't know what they got, you know, little jars and this and that of this one and that one. And it's, uh, I don't know. But see, we're talking about, I, we were talking about 
dangers of believing in things that cannot be proven, which, uh, which is faith. Which is, which is faith. Faith. Which is, you know, which love. Has le- which has yeah, done a lot of damage, but has also done a lot of good. Yes. Yes. But... I mean, we have to be able, we have to be capable of accepting some intangibles, you know, right. as, as being actually there. Uh, <sighs> but, uh, but we are also living through a time when we can see the dangers of that. Okay, speaking of the dangers of things that cannot be proven, and in fact, things that are just flat out, outright, made up lies, we come back to the Republicans. And there was an article, uh, I think in Monday's, uh, yeah, Monday's uh, New York Times, that I so, I so loved. Got me pretty excited. You know how uh, Trump and his minions uh, and Fox and the others have been promulgating this uh, these dark theories about the voting companies. The, the, I know. The I dom- like this story too. I know Dominion, <laughs> Dominion, and another one called um, one is a software company, and the other actually made uh, the, machines. the machines. And um, and they have literally been, you know, claiming that these guys knowingly built this stuff so they could, hack. you know, hack for, and make fraudulent elections. And this has been repeated over and over and over again. And so the good news is that the CEO of Smartmatic, that is the the software the maker, the software maker uh, got a lawyer <laughs> and he got a really good lawyer. He got a lawyer, a defamation uh, lawyer who has won uh, huge uh, suits. In fact, he was the one who won the largest settlement in the history of American media <clears throat> in a defamation case. You'll remember this. Uh, uh, that was actually brought against ABC News. They had to pay out $177 million because on their report, they called this uh, uh, textured beef that was sold to um, fast food restaurants and others, they called it pink slime. When in fact, you remember that pink I slime. Do remember, is what I, it do is. I do remember. I do remember. But it, it, in fact, they he won a hundred seventy-seven million dollars suit against ABC for calling for, for for calling that pink slime and harming the manufacturer of the pink slime. And I think you could argue that it, well, technically it sort of is pink slime. You cannot argue that with this case and the voting machines. So. They made clear that they want to go after, he sent letters, the lawyer sent threatening letters to Fox News, to Newsmax, that is the one that's trying to get into Fox News, outflank it on the right, Christopher Ruddy's Newsmax, 
and OAN, um, telling them that if they do not make very clear that what they have been telling their audience is a pack of lies, that they will be sued. Well, man. Well, they not only said that, they didn't, you know, they made it clear. And not at 3 a.m., no, no, you no, know, no. Right. with loud music playing over it. It has to be on each of their top-ranked shows, read by the moderator of that show, and they have to do it several times to make sure that they reach the same audience that with the truth that they reached with the lies. And and so Fox already did it, and this morning they um, apparently uh, news um, – Newsmax. Newsmax. I don't know that Fox. Are you sure Fox did it? Fox has done it, yes. They were the first one. Fox backed up. Now Newsmax has uh, backed up. I don't know if they've backed up enough, but they have said, they've told their audience, well, shut up, shut up, shut up. They've told their audience uh, this. Newsmax would like to clarify its news coverage and note, it has not reported as true certain claims made about these companies. What? There are several facts our viewers and readers should be aware of. Um, when, I, I mean, I don't think that's strong no, enough. No, they haven't, all. and it won't be acceptable. The terms are very clear. No anyway, weaseling. here's why these guys, here's why Fox, <laughs> Newsmax, man, they're backing up fast. Because, and, and, and this is, um, first of all, apparently, uh, this is almost slam dunk case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the country's most <clears throat> prominent First Amendment lawyers, Floyd Abrams, said, wow, uh, this, this case is extremely powerful. The fact that there were these repeated accusations against both companies are plainly defamatory yeah, and surely have done – No, they, they have done nothing to put themselves in the public eye such that they aren't entitled exactly. to the protections. And, right, and, and they're not public figures, and they, this has done enormous reputational and financial harm. Uh, to both of these uh, companies. In fact, the CEO of Smartmatic said he has been deluged with calls from governments who have his machines and politicians all over the world concerned that, not that the machines do that, but that because of these right-wing SOBs in America, there won't be confidence in the election in, you know, Botswana as a a result of those those claims. So um, the fact that Newsmax and OAN are gearing up to try to, you know, outflank, to grow, to become the new Fox News, um, the business reporter said, see, uh, a, a lawsuit like this could be absolutely fatal to the dream of a new Trump TV um, because in order to do that, these two upstarts, OAN and Newsmax, are going to have to find a lot of money and investors. They need to raise significant money 
to build the kind of uh, multi-billion dollar empire that Fox has, that you have to have to, to be a big, big, big player. But if you have outstanding litigation <laughs> that looks like you are going to not only lose, but lose big and have to pay out some enormous amount of money. Yeah, you're investing. Why would someone, why would somebody invest? <laughs> right. Why would somebody help you out or buy you? And so um, if they don't do this well enough and these guys do sue, they could take these SOBs down and man, I hope they do. I do too. And, the, and as I said, the terms are very clear, and if, if they if they don't run it the appropriate number of times and say the truth in accordance with what the documents require, then they can be sued anyway, and they will have done it now having gone on TV and admitting that what they were saying was lies. So they are they are they are up shit creek without a paddle without the boat. Well, you got to remember their audience. <laughs> Does their audience really even register this? And well, hold it against I mean, them? Well, I don't know. I mean, this is an audience willing to swallow anything. This is an audience that, from what I can tell, is waiting to be told that they're free to go out and shoot people now. Yeah, well, some of them aren't waiting. Some of, well, some of them think they've been told. Yeah. Well, they have. I know. I mean, the president himself said something like liberate Michigan about months ago. And we do have this case now where four men are standing trial for a planned kidnapping of the governor. Well, and we've got two women Jewish judges on the Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, I mentioned this yesterday. Yeah, 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 they're being gone yeah, after, all too. Of these, all of these white men who think that they're so tough that threaten, you know, threaten women. I, it, 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 you know, it just, they're just, uh, you know. Okay. Would, <laughs> One of the things we haven't done is talk about the fact that our <laughs> – Totally dysfunctional, despicable Congress has finally, you know, of course, uh, passed. Mitch McConnell yesterday saying, finally. Yes. Finally. As if he wasn't the only effing person standing in the way of any movement. And he says, finally. He must be. He must be the worst human being in the universe. He really must. Talk about encouraging violence in a human being. That man makes me want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mother's always uh, walking around muttering, he, can't he just die? <laughs> Mom is yeah. saying that? <laughs> She's constantly muttering that. So Don't terrible. worry. Why can't There's he someone, just die? There's a, someone as almost as abhorrent, maybe even more, would take his place. I know. Um, He's already, by the way, saying he's not going to act on – he's going to slow up Biden's uh, cabinet appointments. They are the most loathsome people. Um, This – you know, the Republicans, I don't even comprehend 
uh, how they <laughs> Americans why they think, why they are think struggling. Americans are bread. dying. Americans are desperate. They're being evicted. They don't have jobs. They are dying. They're buried. All this horror is happening. And what do they hold it up for? Well, we're not sure we would like the the Fed to be able to uh, come out with a. And we're not sure we want to do this unless we can't reinstitute corporations' ability to write off their three martini lunches. And we're not sure. They are the worst. They have no concern whatsoever. They think giving people 600 friggin' bucks. I know, means anything. Yeah. That's going to save them. Boy, they even had Josh Hawley from from Missouri. Missouri. And, and the only way I can figure that out is that that was a little bit of theater and that they actually yeah. drew straws to see which one got to the thing and which one got to say to vote it down. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what say, I mean? I just, yeah, they I, posture and do these things they so that they've got posture and do these things knowing that they but just to be able to use it later. Yeah, so they're gonna. They, so they've. Uh, you. Well, there's more supposed aid coming to small businesses. Jeez. Uh, and more. There, it, they didn't get it the first time. Do you remember? They it never got it the first time. You know who got it? Do you know Tom Brady got almost a million dollars? Kanye West got millions of dollars. Huge corporations got money. I happen to know a lot of very small business owners here who got nothing. Well, maybe Kimmy Kardashian is taking the money and using it to help all of her people that she's suddenly justice, socially justice, you know, seeking for. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Meanwhile, young conservatives had a big party this weekend. Yeah. They had a big party. Show your allegiance, host a super spreader. Yeah, at Mar-a-Lago. These are young people, although some big wigs came, that despicable governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome who probably has had an injection by now, Senator Rand Paul, Kaylee McEnany was there, and the My Pillow guy was there. So who else do you need? They were all there. And they were there by the thousands. No masks, eating, drinking. They even had, get this, they even had some kind of a, you know, like at how, at how baseball games, they shoot T-shirts into the oh, crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had a money. Blower. They were shooting money into the crowd. Well, that's well, the promise. Of the, that, yeah, that's the promise of the party. Join us and we'll make you billionaires. Never mind that there's only five of them and the rest of everybody else. And if you think they're going away, these are young people. These are college students, even high school students, young conservatives. 
Well, there's there's optimism in their youth. I mean, uh, uh, people do change if as they are exposed to different things. Somebody this bent. Somebody this bent. I don't know. No. Oh God. Hey, they did find. Um, it's not finally getting national attention, but they've charged the guy, the uh, voter fraud here in Pennsylvania. And in fact, this was in Delaware County, and um, the guy has the DA there has actually um, charged the guy. He's going to have to stand trial. Um, his name is uh, Bruce Bartman. He faces two felony counts. And uh, what he do? did, well, he resurrected his mom and another friend of hers who were dead. And he voted and he tried to vote Republican. He did success. Them. He successfully voted for his mom. Um, so he voted. Um, and of course, these were votes for Trump. Right. So the only the only the only, the only fraud, fraud, fraud case they uncovered was someone voting inappropriately for Trump. That's always the case. Every time they found one, it was some woman saying, "Well, I wasn't sure that my guy was just going to make sure it counted, so I went in, I voted absentee, and then I voted again. And look, they let me, so it's all fraud." And then someone pointed out, "Well, no, they didn't let you. That's why we know you did that." Hey, speaking of Mar-a-Lago, I don't know how strong this case is, but oh, he can't be. live there. It appears that Trump, who is intending to retire to Mar-a-Lago, really ain't going to be able to since no. he signed an agreement saying he would not use that as a permanent residence. And he in did fact, that when own- he was, you know, he was he was trying to, you know, get money out of people. So the terms of the contract by which they forgave this or gave him that much money. You know, were that he couldn't use it as his private residence ever again. That no one could spend more than twenty-one consecutive days there or t- throughout the year. No, I think like it was that. twenty-one. It's twenty-one. You're not allowed to spend more than twenty-one days, days a, a year, year there, or seven days in in a row. A row. Yep. And this is by Palm uh, Beach. Uh, you know, this was a agreement made with. The Palm Beach government in and 1993 also with, the, with the agreement with the National Historic <laughs> Register of Places or something, which they also got right. that thing. So, and this no, is when he yeah. wanted to take the the to convert it into a private club, and there was people around there that said, "No, we don't want." Okay, well, you can do it, but under these conditions. So, where's he going? They don't want him in New York. They don't want him in Mar-a-Lago. I thought the funniest thing I heard, and it was Jimmy Kimmel saying, "I hope he ends up sharing a duplex in New Jersey with Rudy and the My Pillow guy." <laughs> <laughs> or a cell. <laughs> well, I mean, Somewhere. no one. They got to find a place where uh, people will want to associate with them, and you know. Well, there are places like there that. There are places like that. Someone will take the poor soul in, I'm sure. But, I mean, it's the same thing with Ivanka and Jared. Well, they're, they're, they, they apparently have bought pro- a property in some 
place in Florida called Billionaires something yeah, for, or other. No, oh, I was going to say for whites only. Wow. Well, billionaire, no, it, it's literally called like billionaire's bunker or something. I don't know. Oh, for heaven's sake. I don't, I, I, I don't know about the second word. It's billionaire's something. I'm not kidding. And that is such all that ill-gotten gains, all those grifting gains. Oh, man. Oh, I hope they get taken down. I am so sorry, but I really want them taken down. I do, too. I mean, I really do. I, I, uh, and I, and, and, and mostly because if we can't punish people that are openly breaking the laws the way they are open, they are daring us to do something. If they get away with it, then you got to just open the doors of yeah. the You just got to. Hey, we've got a caller, I think. Hello? Morning. Good morning, Lynn. It's Ella from Penn Hills. Hi, Ella. Hello, Lynn. I, I, you gave me the perfect opportunity to spill what's on my mind, and that is you and your sister are both Jewish. I was raised a Catholic, and I stopped going to church because there's just something there that, that's telling me that uh, God didn't authorize anyone to administer salvation. And... Uh, being Christianized, we own the mystery, and, and that's so wrong. I don't think God thinks that way. Mm, and right. so I want I wanted to reach out to both of you, and He answers your prayers. There might be a couple of days, but if you if you can <laughs> confront someone, <laughs> if you confront someone with, with something that's on His mind too, then He answers you. It's 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 a it's a neat neat concept. Okay, also, every day is a holiday, and I want to wish all your audience, I hope they, they enjoy their holiday. Yes. I don't celebrate that Christmas. My sister does. I'll go there. But um, I don't know what it is, but like I said, he'll answer me if he well, wants to. I mean, I'm not putting him on the spot. I know what you're saying. I, 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 you, I, I, I felt this way for a long time. I, I say it a little differently. I say, God, if there is a God, didn't decide which of these ways to worship that God right. were correct. And another thing, like putting the cross all over the place, why are you reminding the whole world what happened? I mean, we, we understand you commit a crime. If a crime was committed, then you forget about it. You don't just keep, like I was told it's a symbol. Well, you're, how many people are you hurting by saying that? And the yeah. last thing, the last thing I wanted to say, well, two things. Joe Osteen received one point four million dollars. Yes. yes, Joel Osteen. God knows he was hurting terribly right. and in need of help. What a vile person! Right. Oh, a true man of God, a true, a true tzaddik and pelts. Right. Okay. And the last thing I wanted to say: long time when you were on, I think it was WJAS. You told us a story about you and your sister. You gave her a gift, and then, she took, oh, yeah. it, then you took it back. Uh, no, <laughs> that was me when I was a very little. That's so funny. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, I think I was a very little girl, and it yeah. was my sister's birthday, 
And okay. I wanted, I gave her um, my necklace, as which everybody was very touched by because they knew how much it meant to me. Uh, unfortunately, I did not understand the actual concept of a gift. So after, you know, after about five minutes, I requested she give it back. Okay. <laughs> and they all, they all looked at me and said, that's not how it works. And the, and the evening went downhill from there. <laughs> oh, well, I, just, I just love that story. Okay, thanks, guys. Okay. Hey, Ella, okay, thank you. Bye-bye. So, so, so long. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I really was just thinking about that the other morning, and I don't know why. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, well, that's a hard concept, the idea of giving something, I guess. Well, it's when kids are learning sharing and all right. that. It doesn't well, Somehow it doesn't come naturally. My granddaughter, who you know was had was given all sorts of Hanukkah presents. Thank you, uh, Grant Lynn. Um, but she, you know everybody got lots of presents. But if you ask Letty what her favorite present was, it was um, Cookie Monster given to her by Elias, which is her brother. <laughs> oh, how nice. How nice. And that's what she says. It's my cookie monster, you know, her stuffy cookie monster. And Alice gave it to me. Oh, it's special. It's special. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. What do we got going here? I got, um, do I have a, uh, do I have a, a caller? I'm, I, I'm a little mixed up here on my callers. Hello? Maybe. Hello. Hi, Susie. Yay. Hello, Hi. hello, Susie. Oh, hello. Hey. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Good morning to you both. Uh, Hi. So I, I'm just in full agreement with you. I, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't, be, I couldn't agree more that we really are at a juncture where the, the Biden administration has to resist the, the pressure that's going to be that's going to be brought to bear to quote look forward not back mm -hmm. when it when it comes to to the uh to move Donald on Trump and yeah. all his minions yeah um the, the idea that at the highest levels of our, of our of government and society we can have figures like this committing these sorts of acts brazenly openly and they'll face no repercussion is just corrosive. Wow. It's just cor it's corrosive to the institutions. It's corrosive to it's cor Republicans yammer about the rule of law, which really I think just means uh, the the black the, uh, people of color. Correct. The ruling hierarchy <laughs> gets to impose its will. Right. But you know the actual rule of law does mean something because. If there's no respect and no confidence that laws and to some extent, um, I don't want to say norms, but let's say rules of honor are going mm -hmm. to be followed largely, and that those who transgress them will face repercussions, that's when you have society begin break, actually begin breaking down. 
I, you know, I totally agree with you, and I've been. I and I think that the prime example of this, and and something I've I've railed about for years, is the war on drugs. That yeah. all that did was teach a large segment of the population that obeying the law is really optional, at least for certain people. Correct. Yeah. It's, for, and, for and that for notion in color or wealth. Right. And, same, and with spe- same with speeding. Same with right. speeding. If you can get out of the consequences of speeding by hiring an attorney and simply paying money, then and you have that money, then there are no consequences for you. And, well, what then? You know, laws like that they breed disrespect for the law in what, general. That's exactly what we're saying. So yeah. each time that you have a law that there's a wink. You that not, you don't really, we're really you know, not going to enforce it. That's really, those laws should not be on the books. No. You, if you either have a law and you enforce it and you enforce it equally across the board, or that law must be wiped off the books because you are teaching people exactly the wrong thing. And we've been working on this now for decades and look where we are. <laughs> yeah. Look where we yeah, are. And look at look at look at what is being look what is being done, and frankly, taken far too lightly by the so-called liberal mainstream media. Donald Trump and his cronies have openly discussed sedition. Yeah. yeah. He's been attempting he's been attempting yeah. to reverse an election. A legitimate and it's election. not front page news every day. No, well, and he also had a conversation about calling in the military to that. I mean that law. yeah. That I mean, the, that is a, a crime. The disgraced, <laughs> admitted, admitted felon, the pardoned felon, General Flynn. Right, who's sitting in the who White House? Face, who frankly should face another court? Who first of all, he should be court-martialed and stripped of his rank and stripped of his pension. Second, if Trump doesn't give him uh, some sort of uh, pre-pardon on his way out, he should face charges of sedition. I, don't I think a lot much. of them should. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, and I hear our outrage. Just, people, have, people have posed <laughs> the question of, well, what's Trump's motivation? Does he actually think this is he's going to be able to overturn? Here's the point. This is just another dishonorable, and in this case, criminal act, for which there's no downside for him that he can That's take. Right. There's That's no right. downside. There's got to be a downside somewhere. There's, there's got to be. There have to be repercussions. There, never there has to be. Dishonorable acts or criminal acts in his life. Or we will breed, there will be a American left who does not view our government as totally corrupted. And, and that's the beginning of the end, too. Hey, thank you yeah, for your absolutely. call. Thank you. Thank you. I, you, you know what? I... I just want to go back to this uh, wonderful piece of legislation that was passed uh, right before midnight. Yeah. To great hoopla. Yeah. I just want to note that the bill that got passed, I guess, in the wee hours was 5,593 pages. Now, I want to ask you. No one read it. Have you ever have you ever read a book that was five thousand pages long? Have you ever read? I mean, if a book is five hundred pages long, it's a slog. Five thousand pages, and yet 
uh, members of the House, some members of the Senate all got up and they were very sure of their votes. What the hell? What outrages are in those pages? What outrages? We will only, as journalists, actually bother to read it. I can't imagine. Um, we'll come up with some of the crap that's in in there. I do know of one. There's a nice, big, juicy tax credit for racehorse owners. And God knows they have suffered mightily. And one can only imagine what gifts there are in there to the connected and the rich while we're all supposed to applaud them for supposedly caring for those in need. That's a concept the Republicans don't even comprehend. Five thousand plus pages and they voted. Every single one of them voted. None of them know what's in it. Can you imagine? That's how we do legislation. Well, Roger, yeah, right. they, they pass right. that and then they wait for the outrage and then they clean it up. They don't, they, and it doesn't matter and right. whatever. Right. Roger writes, speaking of the tooth fairy, <clears throat> we saved our daughter's baby teeth and kept them in an old 35 millimeter camera film tube in my wife's jewelry box. Then the dog found them. Well, how did the dog find them in the jewelry box? <laughs> then the dog found them and ate them. I got them back, but stomach acid really does a number on tooth enamel. Now, wait a minute, Roger. It seems to me Roger once told a story of his dog eating a whole bunch of money. Oh, right, and he put it back together. This dog, and he had thing. to wait poop after poop after poop, sort through it, and pieced it all back together. Is this the same dog? <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I kept my son's teeth. I did, and um. I have him in a little scrapbook I put together for him. He finds it so ghoulish. He can't. <laughs> he looks at them with horror. I said, those are your teeth. I didn't keep his fingernail clippings. I mean, I his teeth. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> hey, Susan. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Every day of my life, my adult life, um, I applied makeup, maybe more than once a day, many times. I mean, there was highlighter, foundation, lipstick, eyeliner, uh, you know, as the years went on, the eyebrow things and blah, blah, blah. I kept on doing it. I have an entire drawer in, in my bathroom that has all of my makeup in it. And it has gone untouched for nine months easily now. Yep. And now and, you're used to looking at yourself, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I look at it and I think, I've thought a few things. Number one, man, have I saved money. Because <laughs> makeup is outrageously expensive. 
man, have I saved money. A few times, I have to admit, um, I, I did my eyes a little bit if I was going out and thought I might see somebody, so I, I put a little eye makeup on. Um, I, I have since read, and I actually should have known this, that all that makeup you got lying around that you're not using, yes, it's a health hazard now. It is, um, it is growing staphylococci, and it is, um, I actually have, it's, it's scary. It's, uh, throw it out, I'm telling you. Um, Well, this is not old news. I mean, you know, that's why you're supposed to replace all of your eye eye makeup every six months. Uh, Yeah, but who does? Nobody. Okay, she says uh, all this makeup has like these preservatives in it, and then when they start breaking down, uh, well, that makeup ain't preserved anymore, and bacteria, staphylococci, E. coli can take up residence, and then if you use that, you can, yeah, you can cause yourself trouble. The... um, the ones with the shortest shelf life, mascara and eyeliner. Yep. I have been using, because I rarely do mascara, I have been using the same tube of mascara for probably five years. <laughs> That's, That's what I mean. Uh, it it I, says here it should be replaced every three to six months. Yep. Who says that? The makeup companies? Jesus. Powder products can last one to two years, even if unopened. Cosmetics can go bad. If you've had anything longer than three years, it should be thrown out. I'm just well, that's you. a great way to clean things up. If you know, I mean, I've got yeah. whole baskets of things that I could, you know, that I've collected over the years. Um, you know, think of all of those, you know, Clinique gifts that one <clears throat> never opened yes, and they're right, all thrown right. someplace. So I can just, that whole drawer, I can just dump. You just dump it out. Just throw it out. Then what will I put in it? I'm new not going to buy any. Huh? New things. New things, but I mean, at some point I'm going to wear a little makeup again. Every once in a while. Yeah. I used to think people wouldn't even recognize me without makeup. That's not true. No, you look just like yourself. They I'm recognize gonna, I, me without makeup and with the half my face covered in a mask. Right. Well, and my grand, that's what I keep saying. My granddaughter recognizes me with dark glasses, a mask, and a baseball cap. You know, so it ain't yeah. my face she reads, you know. Although uh, that does help. Hey, Roger writes back. It is the same dog. He's got to be long gone. His name was Skookum. Skookum. <laughs> Bad dog. <laughs> Bad dog Skookum. Bad dog. Bad dog Skookum. Oh, what great dog. Just so it wasn't my dog. <laughs> Skookum. Oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Also, I saw this report. I'm just telling you, it's not true here because I saw some. Um, In parts of the country, uh, there is a uh, dearth of antacids. People can't find them. 
They're scarce. On, they, they can't find them on the shelves. Used to be toilet paper, and now it's antacids. Well, you know, part of the problem might be that the two biggies that people used to take over the counter. Um, Tums. Well, Tums, no, that's fine. And they were made in St. Louis, um, discovered by a St. Louis guy. But the, the things like uh, Zantac. And, no, I'm uh, talking about the over-the-counter stuff. But that is over-the-counter. But it turns out that they were um, that they had a cancer-causing agent, and the two biggest-selling ones over-the-counter that way that were below Tums. I mean, you know, slightly, you know, more pharmaceutical than Tums. Those have come off the market. Well, it's interesting though because the way they spun the story I read is because Americans are under so much stress. Well, that too. That- their acid uh, production is off the charts, and they've stocked up on antacids. And in some places, it's hard to hard to find. Yeah, but it's also that some of them are no longer available. And I would also put under the column of why people are um, have more uh, acid indigestion is they're drinking more. That's true too. All right. Well, listen, I think we're out of time, but what I want to tell my audience is, first of all, I'm taking Christmas Eve off because I am such a practicing Christian that I can't possibly work on Christmas Eve day. Um, So tomorrow's the last show of the week, and I have a treat for you. I have the uh, former television critic for USA Today, Robert Bianco, who got his start here in Pittsburgh as uh, a restaurant critic. How odd is that? He went, I guess a critic's a critic. <laughs> I guess he's just a, he's a good critic. He started as a lawyer, Susan, he went to law school. Then he thought, this is boring. Then he became a restaurant critic. Then he became a TV critic here. And then USA Today scarfed him up. So he's had an interesting career and, um, We're going to talk to him about uh, all things television, including television news, and that should be fun. Okay. That sounds good. It does. So Robert Bianco to tomorrow. Very excited about it. And uh, congratulations to Amy for whatever that is you did. It sure seems to have worked. And uh, Suze, have a good one. Yeah. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye, everybody. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.